0: You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneur's Podcast, and I'm your host, Trisha Schinkel. I am a CBT-certified emotional wellness coach. I'm here to help you along your awakening journey. I help you quiet your mind, connect your intuition, and remember your life's purpose. To learn how I can help you, please visit www.innerbuddha.ca and click on the Awakening Life Coaching tab at the top of the page. You're listening to Inner Buddha's Zen Entrepreneur's Podcast, and this is episode 46. Today's episode is part two of our two-part Stories of Awakening series. Last week, we heard from Lori, Donna, and Julia, and this week, we're going to hear awakening stories from Wendy, Louise, and Sylvia, all three really remarkable women and three very unique stories. There are nuggets of gold in each one of these stories that we've shared in this two-part series, and my hope for you as my listeners is that the messages that you need to hear right now will be heard, and you will find the guidance you need from these experiences that they share here today and last week. So with that, I would love to take you to our right into the next story. So the next story we're going to hear is actually from Wendy. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. And we are back again with another interview of our Awakening interviews this week. Today, I'm joined with Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. So... I start the show usually by asking everyone about what their definition of awakening is because I find that's very different from person to person. So what's your definition of awakening?
1: So my definition of awakening, and I had to think about this. I really had to think about this a bit. And um, surrender has been my awakening. You know, um... I'm Irish and Aries, and I think I can control everything, and I really have discovered that I have to surrender in order to receive the message, and that's what it was. like. I had to receive the message and not fight it, because like, I'm a fighter right. um, by nature, and um, so surrender has been my experience with Awakening.
0: That kind of is it with a lot of it, though. I've noticed that you have to surrender just to move through it, right? So that's, that's I love that. I love it. It's, that's a really good explanation. So we can just get right into it. Um, so what is it that made you feel that you have awakened?
1: So um, I'm someone who I have experienced a lot of trauma um right from um a very early age um and without getting into too much detail I witnessed some violent acts as like an eight-year-old and like all of this stuff just kept happening and like I found myself in therapy and talking about it and like trying to like understand it like as a human like what is this happening like like what is my part or like why like the victim thing like why me and then um one day I kind of realized that maybe it's not a human thing. Maybe it's a spiritual journey that, that I am on, that I was there for a reason. Like I was there to be a witness to someone passing so that I would be there to tell their story. And, um, and that's kind of when like I had to, take a couple of human steps back and remember that I'm a spiritual being, not a human being, you know, as much. And um, um, I also had a lot of um, alcoholism and drug use also. And I got, I put all that down that's behind me. I, um, I have some years of sobriety now. And when all of that just kind of came to a head, like all of this energy was building and it was like bringing me to like this breaking point and I broke like I really broke in 2006 um I, I broke and um I found myself in trauma therapy and getting sober and um that was it that was that moment when I realized that this is a journey, not something that's my fault or a victim. Like this is, it all means something. That's something that's bigger than me that I have no control over. And that was the hardest part. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, like, um, that's when I really realized that like I had some inner peace over it. Well, that's when the moment and I realized I was well, when I realized that all of that trauma and tragedy and stuff, Brought me inner peace, like it really did, and um, I wouldn't have that without all of my experiences.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like you really took a hard road to get to where you are now. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm
1: Aries. There's only a hard road.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is it that you do with it now? Like, how are you? Um, you know, like you've went through your hard times, and do you notice that? does it get easier and easier with every bump in the road
1: it, it kind of it kind of does um you know i'm definitely i haven't ascended to the point of mastery in um this human experience yet mm. um however like i i see things differently it's like my my perception shifted into what I can only call acceptance, and maybe mm-hmm. that's the 12 steps coming through me, or um, I've also done A Course in Miracles, um, and I just have, like, a different insight into things. Like, I can see the pattern, and not always when I'm in it, like, no. when, if I'm in it, but if other people, oh yeah, I can see your stuff, clear yeah. to the, you know, clear to the, the eye whatever, like, forever. Mm-hmm to infinity and beyond, but when I'm, when I'm in it, like, I, I can't see it, so, um, you know, I rely on other people. Yeah. So,
0: so when you, you're in it, what is it like for you?
1: So, I'm someone that suffers with incredible amounts of anxiety um i'm very empathic um so i never know if it's my anxiety or someone else's anxiety or right now in this pandemic the global anxiety which has been brutal and i'm sure you can relate yeah um and you know staying grounded and centered and all that stuff And, and i will wake up um in panic like just full panic heart racing sweating you know um when when I'm in that state, like, I know that there's, there's a shift happening, and it's, I have to figure out, and I'm sure you can relate, is is it mine, or is it someone else's, and that takes some insight.
0: So how do you recognize that it's yours when you get to that point?
1: Um, I meditate and pray a lot, um, I do rely on, um, some shaman meditations and through those like i can usually like be shown something um whether it's mine or not and really if it's bothering me to like my core Mm -hmm. it's mine like if i can shield myself and like push the energy away and like i visualize myself as like a pineapple like pushing the energy that way and um if, it, if it's still there after all that, then it's
0: mine. <laughs> that's really good to know because a lot – and that's – a lot of my listeners are empaths, and they do attract a lot of this energy. And a lot of the times – When you attract this energy, you feel the energy, so you assume it's yours, so you create a story around it to adapt to make it yours, right? But then when you disconnect from it and realize, you know, the separate between your energy and somebody else's energy, it's just learning how to – Recognize that if it is yours or not, right?
1: Right. So then we talk about, like, high uh, like high levels of energy and then low levels of mm-hmm. energy and shielding yourself from both. And if, if I'm stuck, like, still with, like, this um, pit in my stomach or, like, heartburn or migraines we were talking about yeah. or that panic feeling, I know it's something in my core that probably belongs to me that I need to look at.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know what I've heard, too, is... When you get that panic feeling, a lot of the times that's your ego, right? And yeah. with that calm that that when you kind of get into that calm place, that's kind of when the soul takes over, right? So it's maybe just learning the difference between how to connect with that energy and then, you know, thriving in it almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: mentioned um a course in miracles before, and one of like the first teachings is the only value something has is what I give to it. Right. So if something is upsetting me, it's because I'm allowing it to upset me. And, and why? Why? Like, where am I at that I'm allowing this to upset me?
0: Right. No, exactly. Because a lot of people don't even realize that they're the ones that are causing the meaning behind things, right? We, when we experience a, a, some kind of traumatic event, we automatically f- assume that you know, it's something that that event is making us feel but we missed the step in the middle where we're actually assigning the meaning to it to get that consequential outcome. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's something in course in miracles, I haven't actually gotten into it yet because it is quite intense. I think (laughs) it's daunting
1: 365 days.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know for me that I'm working my way up to it for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I I applaud you for that that right there a course in miracles if anyone can do that um it's definitely a big step on going through your own recovery just becoming your own self and i i applaud you for that yeah absolutely so i just wanted to know now since you've had your awakening back in 2006 and you've kind of started your journey then um how has life been different for you
1: so um At that time, I had, um, a corporate professional job and I was very, very miserable, but I had to come to this level of understanding that you grow up, you get married, you have children and you get a corporate job. That, that was my understanding of how life was and what it looks like. And then, um, I started having panic attacks and like something was very wrong that I needed to look at and panic is my, um way that the guides show me because it's very visceral and um i in 2017 actually i quit that job i didn't have a plan i prayed and i prayed and i prayed and i just said guide me put me where i'm needed and now i work um at a trauma center for people in a crisis center for people with substance use and trauma. Hmm. And that is exactly where I belong. I help people um, who have co-occurring um, substance use and um, like addiction and um, some kind of like trauma with panic and anxiety or depression. Cause have su- I've suffered with that also.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I couldn't have picked that for me. I never would have picked that for myself just because of my own experience. I would have thought it was too tricky. I, I would have been too afraid, but I just turned it, to, turned it over. I said, all right, put me where I'm needed. And I guess this is where I'm needed because I've been in since then. I, I started in March of 2019 mm-hmm. um, after going to school. I went, I got my bachelor's degree in metaphysical ministry and, um, which I also never had planned on. And um, and I've been promoted three times since I've been there, wow. so I think I'm on the right path. Yeah, Like, um, now, now I'm, uh, uh, instead of working very, um, and just my job is different. Now my role is different. I get paid more, which is also nice because, you know, bills happen. And um, so my life has completely changed and, um, like, everything has changed.
0: That's amazing. So, now it sounds like you've really stepped into who you were meant to be your your complete purpose right you found your purpose and I bet you it's a lot better than working in that corporate job
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) I mean it's definitely much more entertaining yeah but it's also um like I feel like I've I've accomplished something and that's not even like ego-based that's like Inner peace. Like Like if I have inner peace at the end of the day, like that's all I need. Like yeah, money's great, but you know uh, it's not everything. It's that's never really meant much to me.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, because money is a lot of you know it pulls people in and it almost takes over. But it's and when you find that thing that you is meant for you, it's money just comes as a byproduct almost, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a human necessity unless I want to be homeless, which I right. I don't. Right. You know. Yeah. And I and I have children also, so yeah.
3: Um,
1: but being able also to be present, like I was so scattered before, and then my trauma had caused significant dissociation, and I don't do that anymore. Like I'm present. Um, yeah. Actually, when I was becoming a Reiki master, I went to uh, we took this course on um, psychic self defense. Um, building up your shields and stuff, and my Reiki math teacher, she said to me, "How much time do you actually spend in your body?" Because I don't think you spend much time in there at all. And she was right. And um, I stepped into that. Like I know what that feels like now because I didn't want anything to do with that when I was ill.
0: That's interesting that you say that. ill. Yeah, that you you stepped out of your body because when you're in that traumatic state when you are experiencing these things that you don't want to experience you you physically your soul just kind of just okay fine i'm out right so yeah and not everybody knows that and that's kind of when the ego steps forward and creates the drama and sucks up more of what you don't want so drama
1: can be a very welcoming distraction but it's just low level vibrational energy that it's just like a filler you know um it's not the meatloaf, it's the breadcrumbs and the meatloaf, you know? (laughs)
0: That's a good way of putting Uh, it out there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and so I picture dissociation like I'm a human person, and I'm holding a balloon on a string, and I'm actually in the balloon, like my soul. Yeah. And um, it's self preservation, really, you know, It's, it's nothing to be afraid of or ashamed of, it's just our mind is capable of doing anything to protect us, and sometimes it's capable of perfecting protecting us from looking at things that we don't want to look at because it's
0: too scary. Right, right. And that's kind of when you go into the balloon and float away a bit. Yeah, you're always tethered yeah. to your body. It's just that... Tethered. Right. It's just you're not there, and that's when you you can't take the guidance from your soul part, right? Yeah. Oh, no,
1: not at all.
0: That's so true. I I can relate to that on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. So...
1: I have found that a lot of people are going through this spiritual journey now, something that you said before, like a common denominator. And mm-hmm. I found trauma, maybe it's just because I personalize with that so much, but I have found that trauma can be so uh, life changing. It's forward, like forward momentum, like mm-hmm. something happens, you have to look at it and then boom, you know, like, Everything has changed. Like, and you think about the world now with this pandemic and, you know, being in a self-isolation and people going through stuff that, you know, we're looking at stuff that we didn't have to look at before because we were always on the go, you know. Right. And and I've had so much more healing in these last three weeks than I have had in a long time. And I'm exhausted.
0: I know. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but it's good, you know, like, can yeah. to come out of here like in a new shell and I'm even eating better, you know, like just by accident, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's just because that's what you're naturally gravitating towards because that's what your body knows it needs, right? So that's good. You just crave what you need. Yeah, for sure. So, what would you tell somebody that's right behind you that's, you know, it's kind of stuck in that trauma? And, well, you do this on a daily basis, but I would love to share it with our listeners. Like, what would you offer somebody right behind you?
1: So, um, one thing I learned is that you're only stuck if you stop moving and you know it's okay to be sad or mad or anxious or miserable or all of all of that and this is just part of your journey of looking at what it is that you need to look at and um you know even misery you know misery is has has a place where for growth and and if you want to keep moving um you're moving Mm -hmm. like if you're not there yet you're like in on a pre contemplation, contemplation stage of change type of thing, and you're looking at it, that's movement. You know, you don't have to be actually doing stuff. So, you know, just know that one of the best things I can do in my job is tell somebody, I hear you and I get that and I understand. So just know that somebody understands. People, there's globally people understanding right now. And, um, And just remember that you're never alone. Um, Like this, um, all of these things that can make you feel so alone and Mm -hmm. your brain will tell you that you're alone. The ego thing will be like, nobody likes you. And that's not true. That's just your brain talking to you in your own, in your own voice.
0: Yeah. Your own inner dialogue. Yeah. Just keep, keep moving. Keep moving. I love that. That is, that is really strong. And I feel that's very powerful because not a lot of people you know when you get in that state you don't want to move you want to stay in your shell and you know and not until you start you know you don't physically have to move but it's your mind you get curious and kind of going into those places and learning shedding the light on it right yeah yeah that's big well Wendy thank you so much for sharing your story thank you so much for all your information that you shared today because you know what there's nuggets of gold in everything that you said today So, I really appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, I know. It was so much. I had a really great time just learning about what you've been through. And uh, that, I think, is going to give a lot to the listeners. So, thank you so much. Yeah, you have yourself a good day. All right. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That was Wendy's interview. And isn't that amazing how she was able to turn it all around for herself? And now she's able to give back to those who really need it the most. So I really love it when, able, when people are able to, you know, really give back in such an important way that we, that is like we need more people like that, right? <laughs> so now we're going to hear a story from my dear friend, Louise, who has agreed to share her perspective on awakening and how she got to where she is now. So let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we are here with another interview. I have today a Louise from across the pond. Welcome, Louise. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for agreeing to share your story with me.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm, I love sharing the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's- perfect because that's exactly what we're here to do so when before I get into the actual story piece I always like to see what is your definition of awakening because I find everybody has a different definition
2: my experience of awakening really for me was realizing that there was a things weren't working and there was a different way there is another way of, of living there was another um another option and then it's getting into that connection with source that there is something else out there a higher being that we are connected to so awakening for me really is is really awareness that we are connected to source and realizing that oh actually I don't have to live my life like this I don't have to go around believing that life is happening to me and the the big realization that I had was, I was the creator of my own reality. So awakening for me, I suppose it's three of those things, but I remember the biggest realization that I had was, oh my goodness me, I can create my life. It's not the other way around. So I think that really awakening for me, that was a, a massive part of it. That's
0: a big thing, right? Because you yeah. that you can create your own reality.
2: You yeah. then are no longer powerless. Yeah. And I felt so powerless for so long. And it was, I read the Abraham Hicks book. Somebody gave me a recommendation. I was very early on. This is really when I was still kind of. Which suffering. one is that? Uh, asking It Is Given. Oh, okay. Um, and I was like, I can create my own reality. Like I, and it, I remember realizing that. I remember the point when I realized, oh my goodness, this, seriously, and obviously, it took me a long time to figure it all out, <laughs> how, how you do it, you know, it's still a work in progress, or, you know, um, so yeah, that was awakening, this just a different way and you are the creator of your reality rather than the other way around, that's huge for me. Ah, it is huge. So, well, let's get right
0: into it. I would love to know, you know, what, what, what was it that happened to you that made you awaken, that kind of, what was that moment for you like?
2: It was, I was working in a job that was very stressful. I was traveling a lot, so I used to fly to the other side of our small country uh, to work. You'd get up really, really early, fly home on a Friday, live in a hotel in a kind of toxic, quite a toxic environment. I loved the job. I was a, a learning and development executive for a holiday company, and it was great. I loved training people, but just, it was, I was like a... A square peg trying to fit in a round hole. It just wasn't me, and I, I'd always been very uncomfortable in my own skin. I've had issues with, you know, I'd have an apple for my lunch, and and all of that kind of unhappiness just came to a head. And I went on a diet, uh, and I, I've, you know, I'm I, there's no need for me to go on a diet, um, and I stayed on a diet, so I ended up with anorexia, um, and I was 39. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't young. Um, and I was physically ill as well and I was just a big big hot mess really I was so unhappy, I was so miserable um, and, and yeah and then from there two things happened really a lady in work was a Reiki master and she gave me a book on Reiki and a book by Lorna Byrne called Stairways to Heaven uh, which is a book about angels you're probably familiar with it a lot of people Uh, may may be familiar with it but uh, she's an Irish uh, lady and she sees angels and she this this is the story of her you know from when she was small how she sees angels and I didn't know anything about anything to do with angels or anything like that but in the book she said you can ask them for help that's what they're there for you know you don't have to they can't help you unless you ask for them for help so I started to ask for help and I went for Reiki and then the spiritual path just went boom and just landed in my lap, really. It was really quite amazing how it happened. Um well, you went back. Out. Yeah, it, well, I look back now, it's quite normal and natural, I suppose. But then I didn't really realize what was going on at the time. But now when I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, the universe just went, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I just went on this big journey of discovery. And I met someone else in work who was on the spiritual path she gave me loads of books to read and authors and and I got I became a bookworm I still am uh and that was it that was the start I was off
0: yeah that's big I mean I know it, it you definitely have to go from that dark place to you know being at your bottom your lowest low so the it kind of was that for you right
2: yeah definitely yeah it's like that here they call it the hero's journey I've not actually read the book but the book the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell it talks about that that moment where you just go this there's, there's got to be something more than this and that I can totally rest I did think it's got to be something better to life than this great and then the hero's journey is all about that journey that you go to to get you know, the self-discovery, the work on yourself, the wobbles, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that was how I started my hero's journey, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's
2: just it. you got to start somewhere, right? So Yeah, yeah, definitely. The best thing that happened to me, really, when I look back now, the best, it was the most miserable time of my life. But now I'm so blessed that it happened because I wouldn't be where I am now. So. I
0: love that because you can give the good perspective of now we can look back and say, hey, you know, like, I'm grateful for that horrible time in my life because I actually learned something
2: and became something from it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, if, if that hadn't have happened, I'd still probably be working a job, still be miserable. I mean, we'd, I don't know, I can't say. But, you know, I needed to get to that point before I, I just went, no, this has got to be something else. Right. and I think in saying that you then allow the universe to give you the different and um, you know to give you the alternative when you say no this isn't working you actually open up that energy channel that says ah right okay she's ready to for something different here, here you go yeah. and that's what it felt for me it's like I opened up that that allowance of there's got to be a different way and that's what the universe sent me so. yeah I love that I love it just fall
0: in your lap and it's like you can recognize it because I personally feel like I get that that knowing that just all of a sudden, like, yep, this is it. This is true, right? And then the universe sends it to you repeatedly times sometimes, right?
2: Because they want you to get the point, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think when I look back, there were little signs earlier on. I'd always been fascinated by psychics. And I tried to read, there's a book that I tried to read, Celestine Prophecy. I tried to read that, but I couldn't quite get into it. So the evidence was kind of there a little bit earlier on, but it was just not the right time until the uh, fashion burn. So, yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't the right time for you per se. I feel like when you said that, I feel that it you had to have those realizations then to open you
2: up later on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, possibly. Yeah. I've never really thought of it that way, but yeah, possibly you know being into the psychic kind of thing and and dabbling in those books was the precursor to it so I kind of knew which direction to go in yeah I've never really thought of it like that but yeah that's true Yeah, I'm glad to open your eyes to a new perspective. Absolutely, very intuitive nutrition. Has anyone ever told you that before? (laughs) Thank you, answer twice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I would love to know, and I know our listeners would love to know, how is your life different now from before?
2: Oh my gosh, it's an interesting question actually, because I did some work with my coach yesterday, and we. We wrote down a big list of our A to B. So what, what life was like then and what life was like now. My life now is... Do you know what? A lot of external things haven't really changed, I'll be honest. You know, my, my where I live and all that kind of stuff hasn't changed. But well, I'm so... I'm just happy. I just love what I do. I've got a you know really great business and um, I love it. Absolutely love it. I connect now with a lot more spiritual people who are on the same path. I, my relationships are better. My financial situation is a lot better. And and it's not really about the external things. It's just about how I wake up in the morning and I go, thank you. And I'm, I feel so blessed and I feel so lucky and I feel so happy. That's whereas before it was anxiety, depression, misery, Doom, gloom, darkness. There was that's you know that's that's what it was like. But now, I feel like there's so many possibilities. You know, this life is a possibility, and it isn't. Really, yes, it's about how well we do in our business and things like that. But there by the by, it's about how we connect with people, how much love we feel for ourselves and for other people, and doing work that supports you and. Serves other people so it's my life is so different right now It's, it's it's crazy different I've never ever ever thought um that I would get to where I am now back when I started
0: see and that gives everybody just hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel because even no matter what you're dealing with and all these stories that I'm collecting here right now show you that every situation is different yeah but we all are going to the same place You know, we just want to be happy. We just want to be free and be light, right? And
2: yeah, I think you know, self love was a big thing for me because when you don't eat, you know, you don't, you know, you're beating yourself up. You're punishing yourself in some way. So I had to learn to love myself. And I think you know, I decided that then that I didn't want to live my life with with regrets, and that was why I quit my corporate job and started my own business because I thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. So I took my leave. But I think that you know. I I wanted to look back at my life and not have it really based on external things, be it based on how I, I felt. And, and a lot of that for me, is about love and connection. So yes, it's about grow, grow a successful business, make millions, do all of that, serve others. But I think a big part of it is that how we love ourselves, how we love other people, yeah. and how we connect to other people. For sure.
0: Yeah. So... I was wondering, have you ever noticed, because I personally noticed that I do have symptoms hmm. each level of awakening, because we can't be awakened all the time. We're human, right? Yeah. But we, there's those moments. They're just glimpses, right? That's basically what it is. But have you noticed anything that accompanies
2: that when you are up-leveling? Oh gosh, yeah, well, I did. I've always been a mindset freak, to be honest. Even before my my breakdown, I did a psychology degree when I was in my 30s, and then I did a year of psychotherapy training. And uh, one of the things we talk about there is called destabilization. So if you imagine that you have built your foundations of your house with certain beliefs and uh, patterns of behavior, and then when you start doing this work of self discovery, you start to take away those foundations. If you start taking away the foundations of a house, what happens? Your house gets wobbly. Your house starts to like, and that's what it feels like sometimes on the journey. I think it's very, at the beginning, it's very up and down. It's very, you know, one minute high, next minute low, high, low, high, low. Mm -hmm. And where the wobbly moments, you know, you have a realization, you have a bit of a breakthrough, you figure something out, you realize why you're doing something. And then you start doing actions that are different than that. It's wobbly, it it's mm-hmm. feels, doesn't feel right because it, it goes against everything you built your house on. So there are, for me, my personal experiences, um, there have been a lot of wobbles but I've learned to manage them better now. I know what they are, I know what to do, lots of self-care. And I know that from a wobble, I call them a wobble, that mm-hmm. um, generally on the other side of a wobble is Peace and growth, and and the serenity that comes from it. So you know, people talk about the what is it? Breakdown before you break through. Is that's I found that to be very true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my experience. So now I can reassure myself because I've been doing this for quite you know quite a few years now. Is that I know if I have a wobble and a breakdown, I can reassure myself that Lou on the other side of this is good thing that's huge that's huge
0: i literally just a few weeks ago said to myself i was like why do i need to have a breakdown huge breakdowns to get Mm -hmm. these big breakthroughs right and that is my new um way i'm figuring out is to not have the breakdowns but still get those breakthroughs Yeah, i think it do get
2: easier i think you know i don't have like the wobbles that i used to now it's yeah you know, i can't I, I, I do this visually and I'm, I'm waving my hand in the air oh, big ups and big downs, big ups and big downs, and that was what it was like for me at the beginning. But now if I go a bit off or I have a bit of a wobble, I know how to get myself back up there quicker and mm-hmm. I think that just comes because you've got the tools. wobbles you've done you've done a lot of the work to take yep. away the big wobbles so you, there aren't as as many will always do wobbles. But they're not as many and they're not as big as they were before. So I think that probably my experience is I don't really have them so much anymore. But if if, if something happens, then I know how to get myself back up. That's quick. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, you, yeah, you're right. You've done the work and it's just a matter of, you know, going, knowing that soon you're going to have that breakthrough and you're going to find that plateau. You're going to get to that new level and when you do, you're gonna have some peace, right?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, if you keep on doing that, my, my, somebody asked me to put a few sentences together. If I had just a few minutes of some, something, you know, some the journey, or so if I had two, you know, two minutes to tell you something really, really important, what would I say to you? Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I meditated on it. And from that just came, make yourself your biggest project. You know, make yourself the most biggest project ever. Dig deep, figure it out, read the books, do the courses, get a coach. You know, whatever it is you need to do, make yourself that project. But it does get easier. You know, at the beginning, when you've still got a lot of stuff to get through, it, it's, like I said, very up and down. But it does get easier. Yes. And it's so worth it. You know, like I say, my life is so... It's miraculous, really, compared to what it would it, what it used to be. So, right, you know, it's worth it.
0: Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, what is it now that you do with your newfound
2: knowledge? That how, how do you share it with others? Um, I am a uh, mindset. Well, I call myself the mindset shift Maven. So, I'm all about helping people have the mindset shifts that they need to. And there's a lot of spiritual work and and energy alignment in there as well. So I'm a coach, I am a holistic therapist, that was the first thing that I did when I quit my job. And uh, I share, um, I, I'm, I have a group, I do a little weekly masterclass in the group where I was talking about alignment yesterday and um, getting rid of limiting beliefs. So I, I get myself out there, lots of podcasts as well, I've done, been doing quite a few podcast interviews, Good. So yeah I that's how I kind of share my message of it's all doable and it's all possible for you yeah
0: And that's the most important part I find is just sharing because if nobody talks about it nobody knows about it right
2: Yeah I think for me it's been a real journey of getting in alignment of you know what is my what is my thing as it were right. you know what is my what is my passion my passion is mindset work and my passion is also alignment you know there's a million coaches out there saying this is you need to do this degree of business you need to do that degree of business for me it's you need to do what you feels right for you in your business and right. that's what I'm all, all about so yeah but it takes a while to figure that out you know it's part of the journey isn't it who am I how do I serve what do I do how do I you know change people's lives you know how do I serve more people and that takes a bit of time to figure out because it likes to take take us off track as much as it can so
0: (laughs) (laughs) procrastination in all these different ways right oh yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah with some of my clients sometimes you know it's i'm fascinated by it though i'm fascinated by the stories that we create that that hold us back it's it's fascinating that's just it they're just stories Right, exactly. they're just ego stories, absolutely. And all we need, well, I say, I said this to a client, it's like, all you need to do, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is a life work, this is life's work, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. But yeah, it is a case of reparenting stuff. I do a lot of reparenting, clients, so. yeah,
0: and that's the thing too, I think, because we're in an age now where everything's so instant and yeah. we expect our healing to be instant because we want it to be, we don't want to have to suffer, we don't want to have to go and learn the lessons, and it's hard, Yeah, but it, it's, this is just the perfect example, it's, it's worth the work that you do, right?
2: Yeah, and I think you've hit the nail on the head that it doesn't happen overnight, and mm-hmm. it can't happen, well, I suppose, you know, think about it, at sure, sometimes, you you, sometimes can you know, there are boys. people out there that have had these big mm-hmm. things, but I think for most people, You know, if I'd have suddenly gone from A to where I am now, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. There's no way. I needed that journey, Mm -hmm. and everyone's journey is very different. So, but I, in my experience, what I found for me is it it takes it's taking time. So just be
0: patient and love yourself, right? Be
2: patient. Yeah, self love for me is a massive, massive part of it, and keep going because it'll be worth it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So that brings me to our last question, which is really, what are you going to, what would you tell somebody that's right behind you that's still stuck in that dark doom? You know, how would you help them get out of that?
2: Well, firstly, I would say that it is possible if you believe that you can change, I mean, you take responsibility because no one else is going to do it for you. It's only you that's going to be able to do it is keep going make yourself your biggest project like I said before Mm. anything is possible for anyone for anyone listening to this anyone you know you can achieve what you want to create you can do whatever it is that you want to you just have to get out of your own way right but keep going keep working on yourself, keep reading, keep doing the courses, get a coach, get a mentor, get a spiritual teacher, sign up to you know, whatever it is that you, you feel drawn to, is go with, you know because the universe will land all these things in front of you, and you can either notice or not, that's our choice, but notice the signs, because they will be there, and, and just keep the faith. Because I know I used to have conversations with the divine and they were very unpleasant because I'd be like, Why is everyone else okay? Why am I not okay? You know, it's like I was the victim, I was the victim mode, big style. But well, he is, he or she is listening to you and watching you and with you every second of every minute of every day. Just keep the faith and just yeah. keep going because it's it's all doable. That's
0: beautiful. Well, Louise, thank you so much for sharing your perspective of the awakening with us. And I I wish you all the luck in your business and everything that you do. I know it's everything you touch is just beautiful.
2: Oh bless you. Thank you for having me. And uh yeah, it's been great being with you. And yeah, your energy is wonderful. And good luck with the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. All right, you have yourself a lovely day. Take care. Bye for now. Bye bye. All right, there we are. We just heard from Louise. What an amazing woman, right? I have always loved her energy and admired her strength. So now that brings us to our last interview of Stories of Awakening. And this is with Sylvia. So let's check out that interview now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for our last interview of this awakening series. So today I am here with Sylvia. Welcome, Sylvia. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy that you agreed to come onto the show and share your story and your perspective and that. And this just adds to the beautiful stories that we've had already. So I'm excited to hear where you've come from and what's going on with you. But before we get into the actual story, I find everybody has their own definition of awakening. And I'd love to know, what is your definition? What is it awakening to you?
3: You know what, based on my experience, I would say that one of the biggest awakenings happened in my life was something really shifted. And it wasn't necessarily always from a positive place. Sometimes it was from a negative place, from a very painful place. But it was that moment when something just clicked in my head like epiphany and it literally changed my life in like 180 degrees. Like it's just turned it around and I felt relief. I would say that's, that's what was for me in terms of moments of awakening.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good definition because that's really what it is. It, it, you're right. It, you hit it right on the head with that, is a relief, right? You've yes. been through so much and then you have that let, letting go, right? So that's good. Yeah. So I'd love to get right into it then. So what is it? Um, what is your story? What made you realize that you've awoken and what was that moment like for you?
3: You know what? It was about, oh my goodness, I would say like six years ago, I... Um, six, seven years ago, I started to just kind of get in a personal development. And I grabbed this book from Tony Robbins, older book, probably everyone knows it. It calls Awaken the Giant Within. And he introduced, at least for me, for the very first time, this concept of pain and pleasure. And by that time, I felt like, you know, my life is hard and this is how I was born. And I am from a poor family and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I felt like life is just kind of hard. Like, this is just what happened and I'm going to probably live like this forever. After I read that book and the way how he talks about pain and how many of us don't perceive it that way because it has just such a negative meaning for many of us and many of us don't understand it, you know, I feel like that's what keeps us stuck. So when I read this book and the way how he talks about pain and how we can actually use it in life, you know, for us as an advantage, not the burden that really just shift my perspective on life and how I should take all my hardships and challenges and traumas, you know, from my childhood and like actually use them to build my life, not to, not to be stuck, not to just, you know, go down. So that was, that was a huge, huge thing
0: for me in my life. Yeah. What was going on in your life at that time?
3: At that time I, uh, I got married and it wasn't good. <laughs>
0: no at all no no it
3: wasn't no and i also came to the united states and um i was still getting my visa so i wasn't authorized to work at the time so i was kind of stuck at home um and i just felt like all this is coming back and i felt very helpless and desperate you know desperate is just such a dangerous emotion and i felt so desperate and just a lot of pain a lot of suffering So since I had a lot of time on my hands because I did not work, (laughs) I started to read books and that's when I, it's like, sometimes I feel that something's come to you or something happens for you to just understand and they will be coming back and back and back until you really understand them and you really take advantage of them. So, I mean, even though I was really unhappy, that really what helped me to awaken.
0: Yeah. And so that book kind of just floated into your hands and everything is, is history from there, right? See? Exactly. Exactly. I love how the universe works. You know, I'm just getting chills when I said that because, it, you know, you, you said it again and again, it comes back. Things just kind of just appear in your life. And it's like, the universe is like, hello, knocking at your door. Like, are you going to pay attention? <laughs>
3: right? Exactly right
0: like okay you haven't learned it yet okay let's do it again right (laughs) exactly and that's i think what people don't realize too is that they come into these situations they have the bad relationships a bad place of work or all these friendships that kind of fall apart but they do it again with the same situation with different people and they wonder why they don't look within it right to find the lesson within it and i think that's kind of where this is all teaching us right yeah So I want to know for you, how is life different now than from before your awakening?
3: Oh my goodness. It's, you know what, it, I, uh, since that time, I totally changed my perception on pain and it helps me to heal. It have helped me to heal and it's helping me to heal right now. Um, if something shows up in my life, I don't necessarily take it as a something which I shouldn't be experiencing or why is this happening to me but I more look at it as what what is this teaching me like what's in it for me what is the lesson mm-hmm. it's I I can be for some time maybe a few days maybe a few weeks I can feel down I can just uh you know not feel like this is going to end sometimes but it's usually for a very short period of time because that new habit of me asking different questions and having different perception of the negative experiences that thing itself just it, it changed the whole game for me and it doesn't let me Feel negative, or it doesn't let me feel like a victim. It doesn't let me feel like, uh, oh, I, things are not working out for me. Like everything has its meaning, and it's just—it's just, it's just helped me better
0: understand pain. That's a really good concept. I like—I like how you describe that. Yeah, because pain is different for everybody, but this, in the end, it's the only way to get through it is to understand it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the lesson there. I would say for sure. So. I'm curious because I know for myself, I've had a lot of symptoms that I thought were like health issues, but really were symptoms of awakening. So was there anything for you that you've noticed as each level, every time you awaken, come back to that moment of clarity, what is it that is for you? Like what, what does it do to you? Do you mean like physically to my body or or mentally? Both actually. How do you experience Uh, awakening? Yeah, basically. I would say it's
3: more on the emotional side. I wouldn't say I had necessarily health symptoms. Definitely if I feel stressed out or in situations like this and then I get, let's say, sick, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why it happened. But in a moment of awakening, usually it's very dramatic. I tell you honestly, it is very dramatic, um, which I don't personally really like, but what can I do? Uh, it's very yeah. dramatic for me, you know because I'm going through it and then I can be crying a lot like mm-hmm. that's why I say like awakening from my experience it's not necessary. it doesn't necessarily come from a nice place
2: right. as
3: the same for healing it usually doesn't come come from a nice place, so it usually looks kind of very dark before the- before it gets real light right that's 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 how it looks in my life and um I can really just become quote unquote obsessed over what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I just like kind of don't live for like a week or two or three or a month when I'm like on a, on its peak. Yeah. But then it's just, as I said, like, it's just this relief and a lot of reflection and a lot of understanding
0: things and, uh, and a lot of healing, a lot of healing, a lot, lot of emotional healing. So almost I, from, from what it sounds like, from what you're saying is that we could almost really exchange the word awakening for healing yeah yeah that and in a way, that really is what it is. Yeah, I love that. That's really good. So what is it that you do now with your newfound knowledge? What are you doing with everything that you've learned so far? Um I um actually coach people, so that's
3: one of the ways I do have the podcast, as we spoke before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote a book, and I try to just share it with with anyone, with anyone, wherever I go, and just share what I know.
2: Which uh whether it's it,
3: your book, uh, the title of my book is the same as was the, as is the podcast is the courage within you. I wrote it and self-published it in 2017, I believe. Yes. We'll so, uh, link in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's really, I mean, anywhere I go anywhere or like if I meet people or whoever is around me, just sharing the concept of how Healing is important and how to understand pain because, you know, it's, I don't think so that people just don't care to know. They just don't know. They are not aware. Maybe they don't have that surrounding. They are, they are not, you know, as accessing the right information for them to know how to do it. It's just lack of awareness. Just missing the
2: no Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, it's you know, and before, based on the environment I came from, I would like there were no people who were like, Hey, listen, how about healing? Like, there was just an unknown word for me. Like, healing, I don't know, I don't care, right? It's the old country, right? (laughs) Yes, it's like the old days, but now because of the internet, and it's so great that people have the access to this knowledge and to podcasts like yours where they can tune in and be like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome, or Oh, I can resonate, oh, this can help me. So pretty much it's, I honestly believe that sharing this knowledge is my calling. That's why I do what I do. And I guess that's, that's the best, that's the best way I can do it.
0: Yeah, no, that I just got chills when you said that, because I think that's just, we go through something so that we can share it with those that are just right behind us. Right. Yes. Um, You know, and I think that's just the way humanity has always been. And it's always going to be that way. I mean, we, I think what I've learned is that we're always going to have problems. There's always going to be something that comes up in our life. It's just that we can learn how to deal with it in a different light and a different way. And it gets easier. It gets so much easier. Like when you, when you're more connected to who you are and your message and where you're going you have clarity. You you're not so burdened with worry and doubt about everything in your life, right? So that you're a shining example of being able to emerge from like the, the, almost like a phoenix, right? You're coming out of the ash, right?
3: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's um, it gives you a sense of power, like you yeah. have some control, and yeah. I think more people need that, like to to have this feeling like I actually
0: can manage my life. It's not all about circumstances. Right. Yeah. That's big. So um, coming to our last question then really is, you know, what would you offer to somebody that's right behind you that's still stuck and feeling horrible and not being able to see the light? What would you offer to them?
3: I love this question. Um, I would say to, I would tell them to always, to just, You know what? I would actually tell them to to just do one thing and one thing only. Anytime they find themselves in a painful situation, to ask themselves, what's in it for me? Until the time they will come up with an answer. Because sometimes when something hits you, it's hard to do it on the first, second, third day. Because the pain is intense. And the negative emotion is just taking over any rational explanation to why it happened. Right. So give yourself some time Give And and just practice, just practice like what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Because it's all about changing your perspective on pain. It's not the pain itself. It's the way how you see it. So what I would tell these people, you know, it's like pain isn't optional, suffering is. And in suffering, you stay if you don't see the lesson, if you don't try to push yourself to see the lesson. Mm -hmm. So just ask this question as many times as possible and come up with a benefit, come up with a lesson in this pain where you don't see it, don't feel it as a burden, but it's like, oh my gosh, I am just so blessed this actually happened to me. I would just say to practice, practice, practice with this one
0: single question, what's in it for me. Beautiful. That is amazing. Well, Sylvia, thank you so much for sharing your story and shedding some light on the situation for everyone to kind of grow from. And thank you so much for being here. I love having you on. Thank you for having me. When I saw that you were like
3: looking for people, you know, on your podcast to share the story, I think it is such a great concept for you to share with people like how other people awaken or what it means for them. And the way how this is helping other people, I mean, that's it's just priceless. So thank you so much that I could be here today.
0: Yes, well, that's what it's all about. All right, well, you have yourself a great day. Take care. You too, thanks, bye. And there we have it. So that was Sylvia's story and she's doing some really remarkable things now. I'm so happy for her and where she is in her life now. And again, if you're interested in the link for Sylvia's book, it can be found in the show notes. So I do encourage you to go and check that out. And so that was all of our stories of awakening and I'm happy to have been able to show share these with you guys over the past couple of weeks. And I hope that you were really able to find those nuggets of gold in each story I certainly loved every single one of them and every bit of it. So um, now going into next week, we're going to be moving into the next exciting phase of this remarkable awakening journey, and that is manifestation. So I look forward to seeing you all next week on that show. So I send you so much love and so much light. Take care. Bye bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can learn more about me and what I do by visiting my website at www.innerbuddha.ca. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at innerbuddhazen. I would love for you to leave any feedback you may have and feel free to leave a comment and review on this episode. So go ahead. Don't be shy. Again, thank you so much for listening. Much love.